electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. Good Monday morning and welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm David Faber along with Jim Cramer. Carl has the morning off. Let's give you a look at futures, of course, as we get ready to start trading here at the New York Stock Exchange. 30 minutes from now, you can see, I mean, we've been kind of all over the map a bit already, but we are going to have a lower yeah. open, a lower open uh, this after uh, last week's uh, not great market, at least towards the end of the week as well. Uh, let's get to our roadmap. It does start with geopolitical headwinds for stocks. You saw just there where futures are looking, of course, investors trying to figure out what's going on with Russia and Ukraine and the risk there, of course, as Russia's top diplomat does uh, perhaps see a way forward that doesn't include war. Plus, the Fed's next move, Jim Bullard was just on. He's telling CNBC inflation is broadening. And it was a Super Bowl nail-biter, a game-winning drive. And by the way, crypto dominating the big game ad strategy that Larry David had. All right, let's uh, let's start, though, with the new week for the markets, of course. You were off last week. Doesn't mean you're not aware of everything going on. I know you're doing your broadcast from the investment club. I was able to take a few days off as well. They were rough days to a certain extent, of course. Continued concern about the possibility of uh, hostilities between Russia and Ukraine and what that would mean, for example, for worldwide energy prices. Uh, You've got the continued concern about inflation. We had Bullard just on. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, What do you think? I I think we're trying to digest a lot of bad news. I'm trying to digest, meaning that there's Bullard saying, with that excellent interview with Leisman, saying basically the same thing he said. Uh, but he took the market down. All right. So this is, uh, to me, a kind of like trying to get the people who are unaware aware and let them get out. Uh, this morning, when I was watching Brian Sullivan, it looked like that Ukraine imminent. But then, of course, we have uh, Germans coming to, to Ukraine, so it's not imminent. This whole well, we have Lavrov saying some things that you could believe I, are, I are positive it, for the possibility of a negotiated diplomatic right. settlement. I don't know what, exactly what words you want to use, but, but something that avoids <laughs> hostilities. I was trying to come up with a scenario of how many companies would be hurt. It's very interesting because you watch the ticker at 4.30. United Health was the only Dow stock that was up. And it shows you once again that the, the worry is that you can't own anything international because there's going to be such problems. You can't own anything energy-related. It's going to be such problems. But, you know, I, I just put the... the Text back and forth with David Calhoun this morning, the CEO of Boeing. Yes. Now, the principal risk we heard this morning was titanium. Boeing needs titanium. They've been working since, uh, since 2014 to build inventories titanium. They are in good shape. I like this as a metaphor. We're shadow boxing. What are we really afraid of in the United States other than looking bad? I mean, isn't oil about as high as it's going to get? Does it spike one more day and come down? I guess they, I'm not tr- painting, painting a positive scenario. I am saying we're working Russia into the situation. 
We're working inflation situation. If either turns out to be okay, we're going to have a rip and rally. Right. I will tell you, though, it's funny because, of course, you're asking those uh, hedge fund managers and other asset managers to focus on things, frankly, that many of them are not that familiar with. Not that broad asset managers aren't familiar with the Fed and how important that is, but your typical, uh, you know, it's just funny getting texts from hedge fund managers I know well saying, what is Bullard saying? What, ask him a question. I know. Um, I know. These guys, you know, the balance sheet of the Fed, they, they don't usually care about this, but it the difficulty that many asset managers have had so far this year, what are we, six weeks into the year or so, with their portfolios down dramatically because of the volatility, because of the difficulty in figuring these kinds of things out, whether it's Fed policy or understanding that and dealing with this environment, or whether it's, of course, geopolitical risk. Um, it's just beyond their typical abilities in some way. And, you know, when you're down 10, 15% for the year, you start to try and figure it out, even if you can't. I'm looking at a list of pretty much all the great hedge funds that I, that I managed to get uh, from a, a terrific guy from Irvanos. Just, I just follow his stuff. David, the only one of these major ones that's up is an energy fund. Right. I mean, David, but this is cataclysmic. You hire these people. I want people at home yeah. to know this. They pay an huge amount of money to go the opposite of what they're doing, saying that, look, we're betting that the market's going to be weak and we're short everything. And David, these people are long things. Uh, yes. But this um, is not, how is this possible? Well, by the way, last year was not a particularly great year for those who run hedge funds either. Um, is many it just of them too hard coming to in short? down and or flat for the year versus obviously for significant gains for the S&P. It's very hard to hedge right now, particularly okay. because the volatility is coming at you very from hard. different ways for different reasons. Right. Um, but why and, can't why can't some of these people just and be- you got a you know you got a bunch of funds that are all on you know on four week return windows. By the way, you know that world. It's a long time since you ran a hedge fund. No, a long time. But I would um, never be in a situation where, where you got you know you got money from from the Swiss, for example, and it's like here's the fund. What were your returns? Yeah. Oh, you know what? We're going to pull. So it's not a great way to. I mean, it's. Great way to make a living. It's not a great way to but actually you know, get returns. What they do is they go long short S and P. David, they're just like they're like true. Uh, I, I don't want to call uh, call them charlatans, but I'm saying that if you give them your money because you're with long only funds uh, and you're generating the same return, but you add a big fee, David, it's bad business and it's like makes more. So then why has so much? Right. Why is so much in assets continued to accrue in that business? I Why does it, it continue to somehow attract? Uh, it's part of the so-called mosaic. I mean, I remember uh, going to some colleges to, for you know, speaking to the trustees about why they should give money with me. And I had a theory about stock picking. And all they wanted to see was what quadrant I was and whether they could use me as the negative part of the quadrant. And I said, I just can't. I don't play it like that. A lot of these companies, I mean, look, I, David, these people are like short Peloton at 24. And, yeah. and McCarthy, do you know McCarthy? Barry McCarthy? Yeah, of course. How scary? Barry McCarthy's saying, I'm not to the FT. I'm not moving across the country. <laughs> what is scary? I remember he, he came to see me at Bar San Miguel. Wanted to do a deal I podcast. Know, I know. And I said, let's I, have a beer. And he goes, no. No, um, I'm just here for one thing. And then he leaves. I love this guy. I think I wanna, McCarthy, I, I think the stock was up every bit as it should have because oh. he is the master. And by the way, uh, Foley, David, not, not a nice guy. A yeah. super nice guy. Right. Super nice guy. Super oh, wow. nice guy. All right. All right. 
Uh, let's get back to the broader market. Let's get back to Bullard for a second okay. because, again, there was a great deal of focus on Steve Leisman's uh, interview Excellent. because you've got so many people who typically are trying to pick stocks just focused on Fed policy. Take a listen to what Bullard had to say in particular, of course, about his interpretation of the inflation data. We got the uh, hot CPI report uh, last Thursday, I guess, and I think, um, you know, my interpretation was uh, not so much that report alone, but the last four reports taken in tandem have indicated that inflation is broadening and possibly accelerating in the U.S. economy. So I shaded up my position, uh, and I'm just one person on the committee, but I, I shaded up my position to say I'd like to see 100 basis points worth of uh, movement on the policy rate by July 1. 100 basis points by right, look, July 1. Look, you got to this. The CPR was out of control. It was. I mean, there's no longer any safe haven within the, any part of this country, whether it's poultry, whether it's corn, whether it's cars. How about the car companies telling the dealers not to charge so much? David, there isn't anything. So, I mean, I have to like Bullard. Uh, just like him very much. Had a little to do there one, one time with China. Yes, there was a period of time but where we, you were sort of at odds with him a bit, if I remember. We, we have... It's all behind yeah. you. And I will tell you, I think he represents as close to PAL as you're going to get. So look out, 100 basis points. Is that so bad by Joe? I, I don't know. I was looking at margin rates. That easy money where you could buy a house against securities, that thing's going away. Mm-hmm. It's just going away. And by the way, in terms of going away, David, I had Gary Gensler recently. Yes. And I know we're going to cover crypto. Yes. But I was saying to him how much I love block fee because I'm getting 8% of my cash balance. And he laughed. He said, I don't know, Jim. Well, here, a crypto lender block fee to pay $100 million in settlement with SEC states. This is, well, I mean, this just happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm still going to get my 8.59. I may be getting something like 1.52. Well, you've been getting it for a while, though. 8.59, no, it's been unbelievable. It's like the, better than the stock market historically. And Gary Gensler, who is so terrific, I think, is the, the chairman, he was telling me to be skeptical of getting because <laughs> they're lending out well, your security. Questions about that? For yeah, quite some you time. know what, David? This this thing well, this what thing should have crashed. Have to do with 100 basis points from the Fed? Well, because by July, because you're more right now. If you want to borrow against stocks, uh, that's how you can get a very inexpensive loan. You can get two percent. That's the one that's going to go away. I think they can raise they raise the short rates. Mm-hmm. That goes to three, four. Next thing you know, that whole deal for rich people is gone. All right. To the extent, though, that the market has already priced in an expectation of significant move up in rates over a relatively short period of time, is that reflected now in the decrease in the multiple for, for many of these tech names that we talk about so often? Is there an opportunity uh, here if, if you are brave? Uh, fortune favors the brave. I thought uh, it was the bold. <laughs> Never. Still, By the way, I looked I, up. It's either one. Thank uh, God that was not a Super Bowl. Actually, no, no. Uh, okay, that. I would say that, again, there's always this group of people who seem to be oblivious. And when a bullard comes on after bullard talking about this, they're shocked, okay? So I think that short term, there'll be a dip that you can. No, I'm not going to change that. For the club today, we had been selling like mad last week. I'm like in. Delray. And my wife says, could you like go outside, please? And I said, no, absolutely not. What, to tweet? No. Uh, except for a freight train I tweeted was going right at me. David? Yes. Jim. We're looking to buy today after just selling and selling and selling and selling. You are? He even sold Broadcom. 
which has been ever since Hock Tam was, you know, spoke to. Remember Hock Tam when he came here? I do. Sat right here. He he's generated a great return. We had a double in that. I said no. Time to take things off the table. To be ready for when people say. I can't take it anymore because that's what I'm seeing. I am seeing a collapse of confidence in so many different people, CEOs, in, in Jerome Powell. I've got people who have been with me, Pro-J, the whole way. I, I, don't, I have no friends who are Pro-J right now. They haven't even started raising rates yet. What's I'm the just, problem? I'm giving you the skinny of how people feel. Yeah, how they feel. Keep rates at zero so I can Keep make rates as much zero. money right. as I Their possibly stocks. can. Right, and it's like when Jeremy Siegel comes on. I mean, you know... You, you need to have rates not go up. Well, I got bad, you know, or else it's going to be bad. And yeah. I think well, he's, and he's just don't fight not great today. either. No. And by the way, I mean, Bullard's not alone. When you talk to CEOs, and I know you do, uh, last week before I left, I had a conversation with somebody who runs a, a broad portfolio of businesses, a lot of them. I mean, forget temporary, forget any idea that it's transitory right. in any nature. I know you and I a year and a half ago yeah. had this debate. It's not. No, and they I don't was, expect and I was to go transitory. anytime soon. I want Uh-oh, everyone to go. What, what? You must go and listen to or read the Coca-Cola quarterly conference call. Okay. Because they call it temporal. They call inflation temporal. But then they say it, it involves, only involves cans, bottles, at home, on premise. It's like anything you can do. Anything. I love the fact that you pulled out that from your pocket. Anything else in there you want to share with us? Yeah, Pepsi felt much better about things. Pepsi felt pretty good. Yeah, that's good. And Pepsi was surprised that their stock, pretty good. So, right, it's it's temporary, but it involves every single thing that we do. Right. Well, one of the things I thought was really interesting, because in the discussion, James Quincy is so smart from Coca-Cola. He was saying, okay, so you do this system where half of your syrup goes to restaurants. And then half of it goes to the bottlers, okay, to sell it home. Then suddenly, three quarters of it goes home. And 25 is done. He goes, do you know what it's like to try to get, suddenly, you have to get as many cans as possible, many bottles as possible, and you're, and you're not getting the revenue from the restaurants. And the shift, you, there's only a couple, we know that they right. let all the bottlers, all the can companies merge. Right. So he said, suddenly, the supply chain is wrecked by you. You're wrecking the supply chain because you're saying, guys, I need you to do 50% more. More than you had. And by the way, the drivers, what they said about drivers is very interesting. One, the retirement of drivers is high. But two, new drivers don't want to go get the license. They're afraid of COVID. Well, that, listen. That's in temporal. Ways, it's reflectable, a lot of the things. But I want, I want people to read it because chain, this is real life. Issues. Real life Coca-Cola. Um, that's not a joke company. That's a worldwide fabulous company. The thing that'll help the supply chain problems is a... Reduction in demand. Yes. Well, they the alcohol overall very happy. I'm not talking about Coke. I'm just right. talking about there broadly speaking. A lot of, a lot of ads get... last night for sodas. I told Mary Barra that her ad was the best. Mini me. I don't know if you caught that GM. She just comes back. Mary Barra, selfless individual, just comes right back and says, thank you. So proud of the, of the marketing team. She, by the way, I'm tired of that stock going down. Someone down there, like, are you even aware of the things she's doing? We'll my, talk more my about wife GM. is test driving. We'll talk about the, Ford. I'm the sure. EV Hummer. We can even talk about Polestar. Didn't they have an ad as well? Polestar, right? Yeah, they did. I saw it. Coming up, though, we're going to have more on Peloton's new CEO, what he told the FT in terms of the company going up for sale. We'll probably talk about a few other things too, since we already touched on that a bit. Let's give you another look at futures here. Look at that, Jim. Well, we started talking, David. Yeah, baby. We got people to understand. Fifteen minutes ago, wasn't looking uh, nearly. Well, I said I was buying stuff for the club. 
Yeah. All right. We got a lot more coming up. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Sheyi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Welcome back. Of course, we're uh, keeping an eye on a market that appeared at least even 15 minutes ago to be headed for a uh, significantly lower open, but has come back a lot. You know, Jim, we didn't talk as much in our opening segment uh, about uh, Lavrov uh, from Russia. Here are some of the right. things he had to say this morning. He says uh, he proposes to continue their diplomatic work. Um, uh, the foreign minister basically says indefinite talks not possible, but there's always a chance for an agreement. We'll try to get responses from the U.S. to unanswered questions, uh, and we see a way to moving forward with talks. So that is certainly, um, one would argue, a more positive tone well, from Russia than perhaps we've seen. It doesn't necessarily mean that, uh, that war will be avoided. No, but Maxim Litvinov, are you familiar with his work? No. Okay, he was the um, Soviet statesman who basically was uh, telling the... Uh, the Germans, it could be a really good deal together if we work together. And they got a deal to work together before Germany turned on Russia. You know, Litvinov is, in, is the equivalent of Lavrov. He had no authority to say what he said. And Stalin completely undercut him and subsequently fired him. So the question so is... is Putin Stalin? Yes. All right. Well, I don't know the answer to that. Um, Stalin would not have gone to the Olympics. That's the only difference I can see. Yeah. Okay. Well, that does sort of frame how difficult it is to try and understand these issues. Uh, but it is something that market participants right now are quite focused on. Right. Not necessarily because of the hostilities themselves, but because of the potential sanctions that would be put in place and what that would do to energy markets around the world, for example. Don't forget, Russia is the largest exporter of natural gas in the world. Not here, because we got plenty of it, and we send yes. a lot of it away. But for well, Europe, you know what? That's very, very important. But, you know, one of the things that the president got wrong our president, was that we could give this natural gas to Germany. It, it, it's ordered by mostly by Poland. Uh, this, these were deals were put together, brokered years ago by Sharif oh, you're Suki. Talk, you're talking about the deals for Schneer or Freeport yes. in terms of now, the LNG that is was, being exported from right, our country. There were six coming into 11. Right. But uh, a lot of it goes to Asia. But I was going to say, South Korea is the largest importer. Yes. Now, you can't 
force majeure that contract. So the president says this stuff. Uh, I'm going to say something a little maybe bold. The president seems very uh, lacking in knowledge of of what CEOs might be thinking. Mm -hmm. Because the the CEOs that I deal with, and I've had them on all of them, on on, on Mad Money, plus Rusty Brazil on Mad Money, these, they're very, they're visionary countries that truly believed they were going to get a bargain. Uh, All of our companies made a fortune. But they were first come, first serve, David. Yep. You can't just say, listen, we're going to give some of the jer- Who's right. the president? Do, do, do you hear the music? They anywhere. won't turn it off. They won't turn the music off. It means you have to stop Was talking. The, you, me? Yeah. I, know. I, I turned the sound off. That's how I can continue to talk. <laughs> He's got that tinnitus. He uh, can't hear it anyway. No, I did, okay, I just turned it on. I felt it was first time back. But I was, thought I'd have the run of the show. points you make, and there are no, there but is not a lot of business. President, I don't want to say he's clueless because he's the president of the United States. But we, I re- go. but we really got to go because I turned gotta, the thing on. You know why we got to go? We got your mad dash coming up. So stop talking. I hope it's a standing Focus mad dash. Focus on your mad dash. We'll be right back. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Meet Janice. Unfortunately, her thing is sneeze attacks every time spring returns. I literally sneezed 40 times in a row once. (laughs) Luckily for Janice, at the Walmart pharmacy, she can get over-the-counter allergy relief for things like sneezing, runny nose, and watery eyes, fast with online pickup or delivery. No more suffering? That's nothing to (laughs) sneeze at. (laughs) I see what you did there. Help survive allergy season with fast online pickup or delivery from Walmart. Welcome to an easier pharmacy. Welcome to your Walmart. All right, we're going to get to a mad dash about three minutes or so before we get started with trading here. 3M holding uh, its investor day today. Jim, I, you know, highlight I'm looking at here, I guess, headline, uh, organic sales growth of 2 to 5%. Is that going to get people excited? Uh, they should be, yes. Okay. Definitely high end. Earnings per share, 10.15 to 10.65. Very good operating cash flow, uh, 7.3 billion, 7.9 billion. These are all good. Now, against this, David, obviously, are what the bears are talking about endlessly, which is this PFAS groundwater litigation, groundwater being one of the biggest hot buttons. Continues, that continues to, and then, and then the, the one, and then the, the other litigation. The tinnitus, the, yes, the soldiers and the earplugs there. Yeah. Uh, Mike just sent me, Mike Roman, CEO. We have great respect for the men and women who protect us around the world. We believe the CAE V2 product is and always has been safe and effective to use, and they will vigorously defend so that if you do see, like the giant verdict against them the other day, they will have or appeal all adverse verdicts, which, by the way, David, Let's say they did something with J and if they they're not reserved. But you've noticed this J and J. We don't talk about it enough that they this partial bankruptcy for uh, for talc. Uh, if that works, that could spell the end of the voracious plaintiffs bar. But they're historically much, democratic much, and Biden. How much of a discount do you think is involved? I mean, do you have any well, sense Steve for? Tuzit, Put if, out some numbers. He did. If, if, if uh, they're the too litigation risk from both of these areas were to go they, away, the stock would be up. Yes, but he lost something like $33 billion yeah. in, in discounted uh, from 3M because of the worries here. Now, I'm involved, as you know, with tinnitus. I have yes. a very horrible case of tinnitus. And um, it, you can't hear it. 
uh, the uh, head of the head of a major state chain did commit suicide because he got tinnitus after uh, having uh, having Delta. And it's a hideous disease. I mean, I'm working furiously to try to, believe it or not, help save it myself because I just, it's so bad. I mean, literally, I have a patent on a drug to try to stop it. Uh, right, David, so it's a, it's a serious... David, it's hundreds, not millions, but it's there's 238,000 soldiers. And you could get these ran, you know, runaway juries like they had in town. I happen to think they're going to appeal everything, but I think you've got, if you're thinking about buying 3M... You must be thinking about this lawsuit. It's a, it's a significant risk, right. in your opinion. Uh, as well, they do cite um, the guidance that they've given this morning, an anticipated decline in COVID-19-related disposable respir- respirator demand. Right, in that's N95. They had the By best. The way, looking around the floor here, masks are no longer required again, which is very over. thankful for that. It's over. No, I'm saying here. Oh. They've decided. I hope no, it's over overall. There's, like, the numbers... The Num- numbers, numbers are horrendous. They're not horrendous. New York, they're not horrendous. No, they're no, amazing. No, you see, there's a whole country. You, what, are you part of that New Yorker cartoon? Is New Yorker. They're not horrendous. David, we've not talked about Cisco at all. Uh, hold on. We'll come back to it. Oh, we'll okay, yeah, later. forget that. Hearing. That's an opening bell that you're listening to. Jim may hear it in his ears in other ways. Here at the big board energy storage company, Energy Vault, celebrating its listing via SPAC. Via SPAC. At the NASDAQ DevOps platform, JFrog. That's marking its first investor day. Yeah, they're going public through SPAC. See, it's old times. You know what? Um, I bumped into a, I talked to a lot of people, obviously, about the market. And here's the conversation. Jim, how you doing? I, I really got hurt in this SPAC. And then you go to the next bar, you're going to say, look, can I buy you a drink? But you always told me not to buy any SPACs. I mean, David, SPACs are in portfolios kind of like you need like a vaccine. Right. You need a vaccine. You need like Pfizer to come up with a SPAC vaccine for your portfolio. I don't think that's going to happen. Or like you need a, a remdesivir that, to the get out of The greatest outcome of the entire SPAC thing is our indexes yeah. that we put together. I asked Lynn Schleifer. They are a great you know, reflection Dr. Schleifer of what Regeneron. has been the destruction of value in SPACs. I'm going to him right now. After they announced a deal, as you see, 86 cents there. And look at that. That is actually not only after you announce the deal, but after you close the deal. We keep it in this index for two years. Okay. 61 cents on the dollar. That's just horrible. Um, but okay, doesn't stop from going public. Sorry, guys, I didn't mean to insult your back there. They're all looking at us, Jim. They're going to storm. They're going to storm the, yeah. the, the. What is this? The bad the, best deal the here. Stage here. Uh, I'm. I'm getting. I'm going right to Len Schleifer. He's the CEO, doctor of, of Regeneron. Regeneron. Yes. I'm saying, do you uh, need a vaccine against backs? Let's see what he says. <laughs> all right. Let's okay, move on. Maybe I can just get it. Let's move on. Seal oh, the deal. There we go. They like that. They like the potential SPAC vaccine. Um, all right. I got a kind of a mixed bag on my screen right here. Certainly seen some green. You know, you mentioned GM's got to stop going down, and I see it's up, Jim, ever so slightly. Well, I mean, I don't know if you... percent for the year, but, uh, but, yeah. but up this morning. Well, you know, there's talk. Do they spin off autonomous? Uh, do they spin off EV? Like, Mary Barra has an incredible suite of products to come. And I don't think you spin them off because all you're doing then is having this ICE, this internal combustion engine company, which is wasting asset. And then you have these other companies. I don't know how you fund the other companies. This is, I mean, like, she's a guy 
who is running autonomous. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, they changed it. Uh, 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 people who are the guys from Twitch. He started Twitch. There's a what I'm saying is that David, they have a young group of people working at these that have a very different mindset from the traditional internal combustion engine, and I think it's really vital that they stay together. Boris got a great team. I don't think people give her any credit for it. It's wrong. Um, it's Tesla or bust for these people, David. Tesla or bust. And you disagree with that? I do disagree with it. Although I know that GM did not have a dividend. A lot of people wanted the dividend. And I know that, G- that Farley did not deliver on a lot of what I was hoping for in terms of uh, deliveries. You know, there's not enough cars and trucks. I did get my Maverick. Oh, you got it. Yes. For, uh, and you know what happened? Immediately my wife took it. She did. She just loves it. Me, I got my 16-year-old Lexus. That's why I bought the Maverick. Was here. Right, Maverick is the mini truck mm-hmm. that I can. I, you can. Now, park are you going to get the F one fifty Lightning too, or, or no? No, no. I got the Maverick. It, it gets forty four miles a gallon. What the hell do I need? I mean, what do I need that? I don't, I don't know. know. But my wife is test driving the uh, the the EV Hummer, mm-hmm. and which to me would seem like an abomination in the old days, and now it's like the uh, green engine. Um, all right, let's talk about the markets again here. Uh, you know. NASDAQ looking down a bit. S&P starts down about a third of 1% right now. What do we got? The NASDAQ down 12% for the year. Well, that's frightening. But you do see some semis up, okay? Uh, you see, well, Advanced Micro was down 10 at one point last week. Yes. And that was after I interviewed Lisa Silva and all systems go. David, people must still hate the Xilinx deal. I think that's nuts. It's the way that they get into industrial, into, into uh, auto. Mm-hmm. They, get into, they get into cell phone. I mean, right now, it's just this pitch battle of them versus Intel. Right. And every time Pat Gelsinger comes on, Pat, Pat basically has talked about, you know, the car that runs on water. I don't know. Pat Gelsinger's got, a, he's got every base covered. Too many bases covered. He, you know, he's still like, not a real believer. You're he, not. Well, look, he's Joe Burrow, but only in the last pass. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't a pass. I mean, That's, it was sort of a shove of a... I rest my case? Yeah. NVIDIA's actually up. Another one that's been hideous. It has been hideous. Yes, hideous. Uh, but you can't predict an end to it, Jim. I mean, well, all right, but, Okay, now. but here's here. Oils are down. Now, doesn't that tell you that right now what could be happening, and I, I believe this, let's say Ukraine, after the meeting, Ukraine declares neutrality. They declare neutrality. Mm-hmm. And then there's no NATO threat. Mm-hmm. And then it's in the orb of Putin without having a war. Right. Why does it? Is that the outcome? It's a logical outcome and it would end this whole craziness. It would. And it would be a positive, no doubt. Yeah, but Um, don't you have to be ready for positive to it? It would seem for some time. And then recently have been very focused on it with the continued um, concern that given one hundred and thirty thousand plus troops. But but they could end the mess today. Have an invasion of the country. They could end the mess today if they would just declare they they don't want to get in the NATO and they want to be neutral. And why are they going to do that? Well, because we don't want a war. Uh-huh. I mean, we being the collective world other than Putin. Right. It ends this. I mean, Zelensky wants, uh, uh, he wants our president to go over there. And, and meanwhile, the president's ordering everyone to leave. I don't know. Talk about ill-advised. Well, everybody's ordering. Many other countries have ordered, I But what do you think about energy going down here? If, if there was going to be an invasion, energy would be going up. Well, there, it's uh, it's down because of Lavrov's comments. Right. That's where I think that we should be talking about energy and whether this isn't your opportunity to get in. Okay. All right. The demand for energy is uh, unrequited. Um, 
Lockheed Martin's uh, Aerojet deal was terminated. Right. Not a surprise there, of no. course, that that would occur, at least given the FTC's opposition. Uh, but I did want to take a look at, uh, and again, we saw the moves in those stocks as a result of that when we first saw the FTC and kind of got a sense that this was not going to happen. But you know, what's, what's interesting there, there was no reverse break fee. One would have anticipated, perhaps, that Aerojet would have made sure to have a reverse break fee, namely getting paid if, in fact, the deal broke right. uh, and they were forced to walk away. No, failure there, I would uh, argue, First, on the now, part of those the, who put that the, uh, deal together. Fee, now, the initially, the initially, there was uh, support from the, the Department of Defense for this deal, and that certainly seemed to potentially have emboldened both sides, and perhaps was one reason why Aerojet didn't see the need for a reverse break fee, mm. but... Um, Aerojet General could be an important, you know, it's a very good company. I don't know why they should allow it. It's insightful innovation. Well, your Absolutely. buddy Greg Hayes was happy to see that deal go down. Yes, right. He's not actually my buddy, although I did text him today. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so get Anything this. you want to share? Uh, or was it just Super Bowl related? No. No. Okay. <laughs> Ernie's related. No, you can't tell me anything. Now, yeah. David, yes. the best piece of research today, and we all have to talk, but you remember what, you know what data is, just in case you no, haven't. it's Valentine's Day. Right. So, uh, Wells Fargo, Mike Mayo has sent a hate letter to Jamie Dimon and doesn't even mention his name. He's saying love is blind for the CEO and that basically Jamie is trashing earnings for as far as the eye can see in order to be able to go against small fintech firms. This is the most demeaning. Jamie, I know you're watching. I want to apologize for Wall Street Research. This, this is really vicious. It's a vicious Why piece of research. Why are you apologizing? Mike Mayo's a fairly well-respected analyst, well, been on our network many times, covered the banks for a very long period of time. Because I, I think that he needs to spend that money. I think he's way behind everybody else. He's way behind Bank of America, J.P. Morgan. So you're way agreeing behind. with the note in some way. Well, I don't think, I don't, I, I want Jamie Dimon to be the best banker of the best bank. Yes. And he's got, this is about not needing or not spending the money. Basically, I think. Now, he'll disagree with that. He's, but, all right, Jim, just to take, I, what I'm saying to take is, viewers back for a the second. The stock was down three on this at, at During earnings season, J.P. Morgan sort of set the tone by having higher expenses and forecasting higher expenses right. than had been anticipated and even than some of its competitors saw. Uh, when I spoke a, to the CEOs of, all, of every major bank, okay, they were all very uh, calm and expected it. They had felt that J.P. Morgan had underinvested for years. And I'm talking about companies, all of which you recognize. And I thought that this piece was wrongheaded, if only just because they have to do it. Now, David, this stock was at 150 this morning. I, and I want to warn people, when you're trading at 445, which a lot of people like Robin, a lot of, a lot of traders, all, you know, all crazy times, it, you get horrible prices. Right. You're not going to find a bid at 152. The people, they're, they're not idiots on the other side. So stop doing these things at 5 a.m. You're wrong all the time. All right, but to get, what's the point you're trying to make on J.P. Morgan? Oh, no, I'm just saying Do you this agree is... agree with this idea that they've underinvested and therefore have to invest well, more? I just and say, does that make you less positive on the stock? Or it is, I am less positive on it, but on Valentine's Day, for those investors whose love for J.P. Morgan transcends the need for more validating information on spending and targeted metrics, we say love is blind. <laughs> there we go. A little Wall Street research humor. You know, it's um, like the Super Bowl. I'm, yeah, uh, we actually we still haven't gotten to those darn ads. Did you have a favorite? Yeah, it's the one I told Mary. I thought the GM, Mary Barra. Oh, you—that was your favorite. Barra's got good. Barra had a great ad, man. 
Um, well, I like Minnie Mouse. I think it's hilarious. Let's talk about. Uh, oh, there's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, come on, that was, hey, that was that was hilarious. That was. That Rob Lowe never ages. Everybody and then else, what was the worst? The Rob companies Lowe. you've never heard of traditionally, right? They always do bad ads. Yeah. That was good. All right. I uh, thought everything Pepsi was good. I thought the halftime was amazing. Halftime amazing. Did you like I, the Larry David crypto ad? I thought it was good. funny. Yeah. How about Bud back? It's important. Mm-hmm. Bud is back. Looks like they blocked everybody else. Because the other companies were all refer- referring to the big game. And I don't know if people at home know, but you're, you're not allowed to use the term Super Bowl unless you pay for it. <laughs> ah, the wheel. I don't think so. Bad idea. Um, all right, let, let's talk David, about crypto. By the crash. way, speaking How about of Coinbase, bad- how was that? And you know, Coinbase and other ones firms, everything's great. Hey, our ad crash, fabulous. Yeah. Great. Right. That's what happened. Everything Coinbase is fantastic. Think is there when anything they put a that's QR ever... code up on the screen, yep. perhaps they thought it might actually stimulate some demand and they'd be ready to handle it. Apparently. Well, that's what they're saying. Everybody really oh. wanted it. Yeah. So much so know. that they couldn't. They crashed. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's move on now and talk about Splunk. Yes. It's a name that you've talked about in the past. I have as well. There had always been a, 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 a belief, at least among some, that it would potentially find itself on the other end of an acquisition bid. The journal tells us that one was made by Cisco, uh, $20 billion. They didn't give a price. They gave an overall value. Yes. That's obviously right around where the current market cap is. The stock is up. I would make a couple of quick points on Splunk. Uh, Silver Lake did a deal. Let me just find my file here. Uh, Last summer, Jim, they invested, let's call it a billion aggregate principal for uh, some convertible notes. I noted the conversion uh, price, the initial conversion price, 160. Okay, that's way above here and wow. certainly seems to be above yes. where Cisco was willing to even yes. come in. Again, this is not our reporting. This is that of, I think it was the journal story. Uh, yeah. Um, and then the other thing is they do have a, uh, they got a staggered board. They got a staggered board, well staggered, three different, three different terms. So if you are planning in any way to try to get nasty and, initiate a proxy fight, replace the board. They got some defenses that could make it more difficult. What is your take? Okay. I don't, by the way, as for that, other than that, not much to share at this point Okay. Uh, in terms of trying to understand where things stand. All right, here's where I think. I think the company has a hideous disclosure problem. That, and I know that Chuck Robbins is a smart guy, he must know, but Doug Murr, the former CEO, was on mad money probably more than almost any guest in the last five years. And then one day he's out with no explanation. Oh, right. You're talking about the departure of the yeah. former no. CEO without any real explanation. Well, that is it. that's a disclosure problem. If I were Gary Kensler, I'd call them and just say, you know, you, Doug Merrick has basically viewed himself as the company. He was doing this incredible transformation into subscription. Not a, much different from what uh, Shantanu Narayan had at to do Adobe, with Adobe. Right. And, uh, he, and he was in charge of the transition. He'd done several reorgs of sales. And then he disappears. Well, David, this is not this is not Putin Russia or Stalin Russia. You can't just disappear a guy who is the company. I have like mad money splunk shirts from the man. I mean, this guy was the company. So I could understand how anyone away from the pillage. So anyone would say, well, listen, this is our chance. Cisco needs very much a subscription to, to, to take their subscription model to be more than 33 percent. This would do it even at 20 billion. The idea that that Merritt is gone creates a major opportunity for anyone. But the idea that you can just disappear a guy, you can't. I mean, even Foley's still around, isn't he? 
Foley? Yeah. At Peloton? Yeah. Yeah, he's still around. He's still around. Absolutely. He's joined now by McCarthy, who's the CEO. Yeah, good. Yeah, Peloton chair's not doing much of anything. As we said earlier, Barry McCarthy basically dismissed, it, right. dismissed the idea of a sale of the company. There had been all those reports. Yeah, well, that was just we floated by. We pooed them. But what was interesting is that when they announced his ascension to the CEO, the stock soared. Well, because he's real. Was, he's, I know. He but, can cut out a billion dollars. He's real. He's scary. There isn't anyone who isn't afraid of him. I, I like know, that. I'm not afraid Frank. of him. He's a serious uh-huh. guy, but I, I liked him. I'm afraid of him. Really? Yeah, uh, he and uh, Slootman are the two people from Snowflake. Yeah, Slootman sounds scary. You got to be aware of that. Okay. You got to be very aware. They're Barry very scary. Serious, but David, but I, look I, at I Cisco. Like Cisco's stock Basically, is oh, telling way, you. The, the it's quote real. from him was a good one. He says, I can't, <laughs> I can't imagine it would have been a rational act to move across the country if this company was being acquired in the foreseeable future. You have to love that. So, yeah. Little Charlie Sharp like, yep. you know, Wells Fargo's that. Right. Okay, so David. Uh, Cisco piece, Morgan Stanley, they wish that they basically would do it to the positive. The stock is going down, oh, we're Cisco. we're back to here. Yeah, okay. because people actually want this deal to occur because it instantly makes Cisco a software company. On the, it looked like not happened, David, look at Cisco breakdown. That's a substantial breakdown from a company that said that orders were going to be as great as they could get. Over um, the course we, of the next couple of years. We should years. add, though, that uh, we have gotten no comment from Mr. Robbins. No, 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 absolutely no comment. But I'm just saying that the stock's down on the idea that it's not going to happen. Uh, oh, God, music in my ear again? I mean, I just got back. I think that all commercials should disappear on the day I get back. We haven't even talked Zuck- We haven't talked about Mark. Mark Zuckerberg, we haven't talked about that. We haven't? What is, what is there to say? Nothing. Okay, good. That'll let me say this. A reminder, you can get in on the CNBC Investing Club. That's right, with that man to my left. There's a QR code. (laughs) 14 million people crashed it. Terrific. Sign up, find out more at cnbc.com slash join the club or just point your phone at the QR code on the screen and you'll go right there. Yeah, we had to break, by the way. Let's give you a quick bond report. Of course, you heard Bullard earlier saying 100 basis points by July. What is that doing for the uh, Treasury complex? Well, you can see that 10-year note hanging right around that 2% uh, number, which it did hit uh, last week. We'll be right back. Let's give you a look at today's laggards on the NASDAQ 100, led by Moderna, the biggest decliner by a wide margin. By the way, Moderna shares just since the beginning of the year are down over 40%. I can remember when its market value was challenging those of Big Pharma, no longer at about $60 billion. We'll uh, be back with Stop Trading from Jim. We've been surprised to the upside on inflation. This is a lot of inflation in the U.S. economy, 7.5% on the headline CPI. These are numbers that Alan Greenspan never saw. Uh, They haven't occurred in 40 years, so uh, our credibility is on the line here, and we do have to react to data. However, I think we can do it in a way that's uh, organized and not disruptive to markets. That's uh, St. Louis Fed President Jim Bullard earlier on Squawk with his take on inflation, organized and not disruptive to markets. Look, it satisfies me. Bullard is a very pragmatic man has no desire to disrupt markets. Now, people might say, well, Jim, you want him to prop the stock market. No, he's saying, listen, we've got to do this in an organized way. I think Jay Powell agrees with that. So let's put it this way. Let's say Russia removes all its troops from eastern Ukraine. Okay. Ukraine declares itself independent. They must disarm the militias they have in Ukraine. 
and people get comfortable with what Bullard said. That's that's the tinder for the rally that no one's expecting. Well, but the, but the Russians have to pull their troops away from it. Yeah, from which it. is unclear that any of that is going to happen. Well, no, but I'm saying, look, look I, I'm just trying to paint a scenario why you, you might not want to sell everything. Because it's been right to sell for some time. Yeah. And uh, it didn't seem to matter whether an earnings number is good or bad, David. They're all going down with great equality. Well, and it's, it's right, but it's much more about rates than well, rates, rates in international companies. I mean, Russia I mean, is Mary, energy, and energy is eff- definitely part of it. By the way, though, as again, in, in response to those comments from Lavrov this morning, Exxon, Chevron, both down. Um, the energy complex, which has been by far the best performer right. this year, is down. Yeah, my, my portfolio is a very big position in Chevron. I'd be anxious for Chapel Trust to be talked about in the morning meeting right after this, 1020. Uh, I think that this group is still undervalued. I don't think oil's going back to 79.80 because of demand, not because of Russia, but because of demand. And much of Russia, of course, Russia's not going to, uh, they're not going to stop producing oil from saying it's about natural gas, not oil. It's about and, natural gas, uh, but it, right. Yeah, it's about it's natural about, gas. And but Chevron is a tremendous buy. Mike Worth has done great. David, in Europe. the one to watch, the one that could be the most incredibly undervalued oil, or maybe not, is Exxon. If they get. You know, the old Exxon used to increase their production every no, single year. Not anymore. I mean, listen, a lot of money is now going into other efforts to try to mitigate their carbon footprint, to but, move towards that very ambitious goal of 2050. So you've got things like carbon capture and sequestration, I, I, I was biofuels. With, I was with the CEO last night uh, who did say that, you know, Jim, temper your enthusiasm for what Larry Fink is saying about ESG. Larry Fink wants to make money. Yes, he does. And, and, and by I've the way, they're still, it's not I, I, like BlackRock's still not uh, the big money behind pipelines in Saudi right, Arabia. Right. So I, I, I have said many times that I love what, what Larry Fink is doing. I am projecting what I think Larry Fink is doing. Larry Fink's trying to make money for his people, and that's terrific. But let's not go crazy. If Exxon does some and then returns to the Exxon of old, that will be the cheapest oh. oil. You know, it's, you know which so, one's the best performer this year? Occidental. Yeah, I know. I know. The worst Walsh balance sheet in the world of the major oils. When it comes to carbon capture and sequestration. Uh, it's, it's a fascinating topic and one that we'll be discussing a lot more, but certainly Nas- as well. Right. The NASDAQ reacting. The risks of the transition. Right. Get back to Europe and their energy. But NASDAQ reacting, complex. I think, to the possibility of a solution. Right. Russian troops go away. Ukraine independent. Independent means Ukraine's not going to join NATO. Right. That's what the Russians are worried about. Jim, we're done. We're done. That's nonsense. You move on. I'll stay here. When I'm we not come going back, anywhere. We're going to have a lot more on another volume. What am I going? Stop. What am I going to do for the rest of my morning meeting? <laughs> Keep it here. What am I doing? You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals, to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step, but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.